the Pittsburgh Pirates drop game one of the series to the Tampa Bay Rays 4-1 to in somewhat frustrating fashion. In this live edition of Locked on Pirates brought to you by Game Time, we'll talk about this loss and what the Pirates need to do in game two and the rest of the series to fight back. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Pirates. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates Podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Or it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates, every day. And I tweeted out earlier today uh, that we were going to be doing the Tuesday episode right now and the Wednesday episode tomorrow uh, as post-game episodes to this highly anticipated series with you guys live, as you'll see the new comments on the side of the screen, as you always do for these live shows. And this game was frustrating. It was a frustrating game to watch for Pittsburgh. Um, They were right there with Tampa for most of this game, uh, as evidence to the final score, 4-1. to But when you take into account a lot of different factors here that we're going to get into throughout this episode, um, this was a game that the Pirates... I'm not saying should have won, but this is a game the Pirates definitely kind of took out of their own hands a little bit. So you, you let's let's just start with an overview of this baseball game. So from the jump, you could tell that these two teams were going to have a slugfest against each other. You really could. Uh, of course, the first three innings of this game were all scoreless innings. The Rays opened with the uh, opener. Rowanzi Contreras looks good through the first three. The fourth inning comes. Harold Ramirez gets on the board for Tampa. Then a lot of the nonsense started happening. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, of course, had that 113-mile-per-hour fastball uh, that would remove the Rays pitcher from the game. Um, And then just a lot of missed opportunities on the part of the Pittsburgh Pirates in this one. That's what I would really say. I think is the biggest part of this. And one of the biggest things that the pirates have done all year so far is take advantage of the opportunities that are given to them. You didn't see that in this one. There was opportunities that the pirates had in this game that they just did not take advantage of. You look at second and third with nobody out, they score a run, but Obviously, on a questionable play there from Key Brian Hayes, I did like the aggressiveness. That was their lone run of the game. But, I mean, you kind of want to do more in that scenario than what they did. And credit to the Rays. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say that right now before I go on a tirade. But credit to the Rays. They're a very good baseball team. We knew that going into this series. A lot of people, including myself, will be very happy if this team manages to take one out of three in this series in Tampa. This is a very good baseball team, folks. They have a a loaded staff. They have a very good offense. And that's been what I think 
the biggest thing to look forward to here for the Pirates is, is the fact that going into the series, you could look and see that the Pirates pitching staff being one of the better pitching staffs in all of baseball right now was going to take on the best offense in baseball right now. The, the Rays have a plus 100 above that run differential offensively. They are very good offensively. They have a very good pitching staff as well, and they're going to get the strongest pitcher on this pitching staff tomorrow in Shea McClanahan. That's going to be interesting to see how the Pirates attack him. But, I mean, just overall, it, it was a frustrating game. Colin Poche picks up the win. Contreras picks up the loss. Uh, near the end there, too, from Contreras, his start, he pitched uh, five and one-thirds here in this game. You could tell he was kind of frustrated. He didn't really want to come out, uh, but it was time for him to come out when he did. Of course, uh, Dowry Moretta and Johan Ramirez shut things down for the final couple innings, and there wasn't much in the final couple innings. But this was also just a very good baseball game between two very good teams. I think that's what we need to boil this down to. This was a very good baseball game from two very good teams. There weren't any credited errors in this game, which I found very interesting. Uh, Rodolfo Castro defensively kind of shaky tonight, had the uh, pop-up that dropped in the outfield that I felt was more Jack Sawinski's ball than it was Rodolfo Castro's ball. Um, and then, of course, he had that other one where it definitely got a little bit interesting with um, him uh, fumbling the ball at shortstop, still managing to get the double play. But that's something that I want to see the Pirates kind of um, – clean up here as the series drags on between these two teams and something that I want them to clean up in general because the Rays beat the Pittsburgh Pirates with what the Pittsburgh Pirates have been doing to teams through the first 30 games. They were aggressive on the base paths. They were taking advantage of the opportunities that the Pirates were giving them. They were scoring runners while at scoring position when they needed it to happen. They didn't strand a ton of guys on base. There was a lot of things the Rays did right here and there was a lot of minor things that the Pittsburgh Pirates did wrong here. That was the biggest thing. I think that was the thing that you most have to look at here that was the biggest issue is against a team that is now 24-6 and six in the Tampa Bay Rays, you can't make the small mistakes against a team like this. And, you know, you look at Rowanzi Contreras in this game too. Command issues kind of there. Slider was nasty. The Pirates right now, as far as pitching goes, they have to have some of the best sliders in all of baseball. I'm going to kind of do a deep dive into that and uh, talk about that on another episode. But, man, some of these guys and their pitch mix have been great lately. The command on Contreras wasn't exactly there too much. The fourth, fifth, and sixth inning or what kind of got to him there. Kind of unfortunate that he had to um, have that happen in what was otherwise a pretty fun game. Um Again, the umpires played a little bit of a story here too, but you guys don't want to listen to me complain about umpires for 30 minutes. So after this, we're going to talk about Austin Hedges a little bit because I know there was a lot of discourse going on about Austin Hedges after tonight's game. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by the wonderful people at Game Time. Of course, Game Time. Download the Game Time app today and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. And right now, you don't have to plan months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get ex exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. 
Game Time will credit you 100% uh, 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And today's episode is also um, brought to you by so rare mlb our new sponsor so rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 mlb teams unlike other fantasy baseball platforms so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting buying selling and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards of course head to so rare.com slash locked on that's spelled s-o-r-a-r-e.com to draft your team of free player cards set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards again that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today uh, Kingston Farrell asks, when do I think Nick Gonzalez will be called up? I think it'll be a while. They have a lot going on right now in the middle infield. Uh, Appalachian, uh, Appalachian enthusiast says, serious, series illegitimate with such a blatantly bad crew. The block, uh, the block was obvious. So many of our at-bats had bad called strikes, etc. The crew needs to go. Can't wait to see the ump scorecard for this game. Yeah, the ump scorecard for this game is not going to be pretty. Um it was bad on both sides as far as the balls and strike call goes, but I have never seen somebody be so upset about a missed buck call in my entire life than Austin Hedges was. And realistically, even the booth didn't know it. It didn't seem like any of the other Pirates players or even Derek Shelton really even noticed either until Austin Hedges just had that crazy reaction to it. And then obviously they showed the replay and it was clearly a Bach. He didn't set himself um, after the pitch or before the pitch, excuse me. And even the pitch clock kind of got in there too. But the real turning point, I think of the game tonight was that double steal from Wander Franco and, um, Jose Siri. I think that was the major turning point here where the Rays already took a two, one advantage. And then Austin hedges for whatever reason, again, on another missed strike call, uh, where Alonzo Contreras threw a slider right into the top of the zone, and it should have been a strike three and a strikeout. But nevertheless, uh, Austin Hedges tries to throw the ball from his knees. And I didn't really understand it, one, in terms of throwing to third anyway, because Jose Siri already is one of the faster players in all of baseball and has one of the better arms in baseball, going back to the Hayes thing. Uh, one of the better arms in baseball, very aggressive by the Pirates to send Hayes there, but I did enjoy that, and that was the only way they scored a run tonight. Um, but you have to be better like with your awareness there in that situation. Um, Wander Franco, already a pretty fast guy too, but you don't want to get into a situation where you practically give the Rays a very good baseball team a run, and that's kind of what happened there. And also, it should have been strike three, which I think would have made it even more of a don't throw here. 
So, I mean, you can make the valid argument that if Hedges doesn't throw there, take that run off the board, and then if they call the Bach, put that run on the board, and then have a runner on third with one out. There was a lot here in this game that you can go back to and look at and say, what could the Pirates have done differently here? Pitching-wise, I wouldn't do much differently. You're going to have to score with this Rays ball club. You're just going to have to. It's a very good baseball team. It's a good offensive baseball team. If you don't believe me, just go to the MLB.com website or the MLB app and look up team stats hitting. They lead in just about everything. And the Pirates didn't score with them tonight. They had the opportunities there. They had five hits on this game. A lot of that obviously coming from Connor Joe and Brian Reynolds. Connor Joe had a very phenomenal game tonight. Uh, two doubles should have honestly had three, um, but that ball just trailed foul on him. The Pirates are just going to have to score. And in tomorrow's game, that's going to be very difficult. Shane McClanahan is not only on a tear right now, but he's already one of the best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. The Pirates against lefties is always kind of interesting. We've seen it a couple times this year already, especially with the lineup construction that they're going to decide on. That's going to be interesting, too, to see how they attack McClanahan. But this is the kind of game tomorrow from Mitch Keller that you really want to see Mitch Keller be the stop guy. Like how uh, Gary talked about it yesterday in our April recap, that Mitch Keller has really proven himself to be the number one option in the starting rotation. Go out there against Shane McClanahan tomorrow, pitch five or six innings of scoreless baseball, keep the Pirates in this game, and become the stop guy. Because now, as I said last week, we saw the Pirates coming off of an off day lose the first game of a series in a frustrating way. They lost to the Los Angeles Dodgers 8-7 to after being up 7-2. to This game, much different story in terms of how they lost it, but they still lost in a very frustrating way. And what did the Pittsburgh Pirates come back and do? They won the final two games of the series. Do they do that here against Tampa? We don't know. We have to see if it happens or not. But there's a lot of things that the Pirates can do to at least ensure their odds being better at that. Sorry, my mouth is dry tonight, guys. Um, first of all, be smarter defensively. I think that's one big thing. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, by the way, still magical. That 360 play that he had um, at third base was awesome tonight. But Rodolfo Castro, he's not bad defensively. I think that's what I'll say here to start that off. But he does need to kind of be less sporadic, I think. I would like to see a little bit more consistency from him there. Of course, him and Sawinski had the uh, miscommunication on that fly ball to center that really got that fifth inning going for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, obviously, Tropicana Field's roof is white for some reason in a game where we play with a white baseball. I don't know why. It's very annoying. It's a common thing at Tropicana Field, and it sucks. Um, and I already mentioned the other play that he got the double play on that also scared me. But I would like to see the defense improve a little bit. Austin Hedges, um, Mushroom, I know a lot of us want to see Hedges kind of go on the flip side here and maybe go to the bench. I just 
want to implore everybody that this was really his first really bad game. And we already knew what we were getting out of Austin Hedges as far as offense goes. And that was another interesting thing that I wanted to bring up was you had first and second with nobody out. And Tukapita Marcano subs in to bunt and almost gets on base, by the way. A beautiful bunt from Marcano. But when you have a guy like Hedges batting behind Marcano, even with second and third and one out, Hedges isn't really the guy you want to rely on in terms of can this guy get me a ball to the outfield and score a run? And this is also going back to the um, the sacrifice bunt rule that a lot of people have where why would you give a team a free out when the entire point of a baseball game is to get 27 outs and have more runs than the other team, which the Pirates have used bunting to their advantage a lot with the likes of G1 Bay and Tucapita Marcano. But in that situation in particular, I did question the strategy there a little bit because now if it was a guy like Jason DeLay who's been swinging the bat a lot better than Austin Hedges, then I think I would have understood that decision a little bit more. But the fact that Marcano, one, almost got on base with it and two, set up Hedges in a good position there, I see what they were thinking, but I would have rather Marcano just swing the bat there. I would have just been more okay with that. If he grounds to do a double play, so be it. But I think there was more upside to Tucapito Marcano swinging the bat in that situation and not sacrifice bunting and giving the Rays a free out with a guy who's batting below 200 following behind. Two catcher interferences at a little league throw to second base causing a run and a 140 average with zero homers and four ribbies, some $5 million player. Um, the delay is great. Think this was our best chance to win the game in the series, says Dave White. I thought the same thing, Dave. I really did. Um, them starting with Javi Guerra as the opener, I thought this was their best chance to do it. Um, now, baseball's a weird sport. They could shell Shane McClanahan tomorrow. We, know, we don't know that. But going back to the Hedges comment, Austin Hedges has done numbers for what we've seen from this pitching staff, and that's what he is. He's a phenomenal framer. He's going to do what he needs to do behind the catcher, uh, behind the plate to make sure that the pitcher is comfortable, to make sure the pitcher is doing their thing. Has he struggled a little bit with the uh, guy stealing bases on him? Yes, everybody has. The most stolen bases in the month of April in MLB history happened this year. The bases are bigger. It's going to happen. It just is. But... I do think he should have had better judgment there on the double steal from first and third, knowing that Jose Siri has the kind of speed to get from third to home by the time that the ball gets to second and back. Um, I would have been fine with him just holding there and letting second and third happen. But that was the thing with this game. There was just so much going on. <coughs> Excuse me. There was so much going on that – the Pirates could control that they just let get out of their control. We'll talk a little bit more about this game here in just a moment and get more thoughts from you guys. But I will let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the wonderful people at BetterHelp. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. 
But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. This is therapy, by the way, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma, etc. It's also entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Locked on MLB. Um, Mushroom says we could probably take game three with Eflin and Velasquez. Tom says, I got it. I got it. I got it. Wait, where is it? Did you catch it? Yeah, that was probably one of the more frustrating parts of this game. And and again, you guys see it in the title. Um, This was just a frustrating loss. It was. And there was a lot of frustrating aspects to it. One, the Pirates were never out of this game. Don't let anybody try to fool you there. The umpiring was subpar on both sides. The umpire scorecard, I feel, is going to be great. But at the end of the day, the Pirates had minor mistakes that cost them big time. The Rodolfo Castro, Jackson Witzke communication. I know the dome sucks. I've said it. It sucks. But that's a play that you have to find a way to make. And you can't let that kind of thing happen. It leads to runs. And that's exactly what the Rays did here. They took advantage of what the Pirates were giving them. How do the Pirates flip the script here? They do the, they do the opposite. They do what they've done for the first 30 games this year that have led to them being 20 and 10. Let me remind everybody. Even despite this loss, the Pirates are the Pittsburgh Pirates are still a very good baseball team. They're going to be a good baseball team. And is like this thank you tom yeah i know I, I apologize guys for the freeze there especially audio when this comes up on the audio version if i froze i apologize um but this is the kind of game that i wanted the pirates to lose i know that sounds weird but this is the kind of game that i wanted the uh, the pittsburgh pirates to lose here they needed a loss like this um to really prove to themselves that teams can beat them the same way they've beaten teams. And Tom, you brought up a big point that I wanted to bring up and wanted to save here for the end. Zero, oh and 10 with runners in scoring position. You can't do that against a team like Tampa Bay Rays. You just can't. And you really can't do it against anybody for that matter. 0-10 against anybody with runners in scoring position is just missed opportunities galore. It's not what you want to deal with. And at the end of the day, it's unfortunate that the Pittsburgh Pirates lost this game. 
But they still have two more chances at these guys. And I think if they shore up the defense, Hedges calms down. That's one of the big things I want him to do. Calm down a little bit behind the plate. Don't get so antsy trying to get everybody out. And just use your strengths as your strengths and take advantage of the opportunities given to you. And when you get runners in scoring position, score them. I think that's the biggest thing that we have to look forward to in the final two games of this series. And as mentioned, we get Mitch Keller versus Shane McClanahan tomorrow. I think that's must-watch TV. That is must-watch baseball. I think we're going to see a very low-scoring series all around. I think both of these pitching staffs are very good. And it'll just really matter on who takes the opportunities the most. And I'll leave it at that uh, because Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast, is tired. But he loves covering the Pirates for you guys and does it five days a week, which we'll be back tomorrow night, post-game after game two. On Thursday, we're going to have a couple episodes for you. And on Friday, we're going to have a couple episodes for you. So it's a very busy and loaded week here at the Locked On Pirates podcast. But with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Ethan Smith. The Pirates lose 4-1 to in frustrating fashion to the, Pits, or to the Tampa Bay Rays. 4-1. to They dropped to 20-10. and Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. <coughs> Excuse me. And I will see you on the flip side.